Hello, and welcome to The Embargoed, the only podcast that gives you the unvarnished truth about the world of technology public relations. Our aim is to go behind the headlines to tell you what's really going down and have a little fun in an industry that often takes itself too seriously. Every Thursday, we touch on the top stories of the week, dissecting the worlds of technology, business, politics, pop culture, and whatever else we can examine through the lens of public relations and corporate communications. We promise to be honest, straightforward, and mostly irreverent. We'll never bore you with details about which company announced what, unless, of course, we really liked the what. Kevin, I, I don't think I've ever heard the beginning of this song, dude. Have, have you ever heard the beginning of it's this coming. song? Wait for it. It's coming. It's on it its is. way. You know what? I think like at minute twenty-one or minute it, it, two. It may work better as a uh, uh, as a video. There's a music video. It's oh. coming, listeners. All, <laughs> all six of you out there, wait for the music. Wait, um, is, is it, we got a reason for this. It's uh, wait, wait, hold on. Here it comes. Uh, this is, this is, <laughs> this is the embargo, sir. We punch pod, stodgy PR in the face. We don't go to a spa at a fancy hotel resort. No, no, that's not <laughs> what this is. Come in. Wait for it. Wait for it. Come on, music, catch up. Yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hit fast forward or anything. Yeah. Hang on. Hear the horns. Somebody out there knows exactly what it is. They named they this tune in like two bars. <laughs> I know. On a beach. That's a hint. <laughs> it's running on a beach. Yeah. And, and the Olympics start tomorrow. That's a hit. <laughs> That's another hit. If you don't know by now, here it comes. Come on. Wow. It's the longest intro ever. Well, let, let, if it's the longest intro, welcome to the embargo to everybody while we're waiting for it, right? Today yeah. is Thursday, July 22nd, Good. 2021. Oh, I'm feeling it now, Kevin. Right? <laughs> it's, you're getting inspired, oh, there, aren't there you? There it is. There it is. It's coming. The music is uplifting. Yeah. Something big is going to happen here. Kevin and I just came back from a holiday. We skipped a not week. together. We weren't together on holiday. Oh, no, not away. You went one way, I went the other. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm getting pumped up right now, though. Oh, you feeling it? I'm feeling it, dude. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna kick in. Oh yeah. Oh, there it is. Is it coming? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so, man. Are, are you gonna drop the? Are you gonna drop? Are you gonna drop the bass? <laughs> I hope so. You I don't think there's the any bass in this song. <laughs> this, is, this is all instrumental here. This is a bunch of uh, a, a bunch I, of violins or something. <laughs> Probably. Come on. Jeez. 
I, oh I, God. I probably should have chose this music. Oh, wait, <laughs> you did, me. dude. That's it's not right. me. My bad. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, it is a 16, 19 minute song, dude. So, <laughs> so this is, let's just start talking. The music will come in. This is Chariots of Fire. Uh, there it is. There's a piano tune. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? The Olympics. They the, get it? The Olympics. Game, right? <laughs> the reason, if, if you're, if you are not ordinarily into nationalism, if, if you really, if you're not draped in the flag, you listen to this music and, uh, and all of a sudden, man, you get, you, you, you want to, you know, you, you want to, you want to put your hand over your heart and, you know, sing the uh, national anthem. Like, I think that's, uh, I think that's the point of this song. Kevin, this, 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 this is such an old movie. Okay. Remind me what happened in Chariots of Fire. This was a terrible idea. Uh, <laughs> Chariots of Fire is the name of the song. There's, it's a movie from, I think, the 80s and, uh, it's all about Olympic spirit, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the musical catch up, but that was the point. So I thought, Dave, well, let's talk about, okay, first of all, vacation. Let's talk about yeah. vacation. Let the music we'll, just play. We'll let's just let the talk. music play a little bit lower yeah. so, so people can hear us. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So you went on vacation. I went on vacation. I went to Oregon. Uh, my wife, three kids, a dog, uh, packed in a, in a car, drove for eight hours, into 115 degree heat uh and you know eight hours is a long time to be trapped in a car with your family like that uh and go uh, straight how many breaks straight. did you take we stopped at uh at in and out for a hamburger and to get gas in redding it was you know it was did you stop in weed california was, on your way up there we passed we went right through weed uh <laughs> but i had my own i didn't need to stop and <laughs> Uh, it was, it was, you know, it was great. Man. We like, we drove up, we were in Sun River, which is just south of, uh, of Bend, Oregon. And we rented a house and by a lake and we sat around and played card games and golfed and, uh, disconnected swim. And yeah, a little bit of that. I, I was yeah. working through, I, you know, I'm working all the time, Dave. What'd you do on vacation? I disconnected. I went to Sequoia national park and went on my annual guys backpacking trip. Nice. Um, went to the Southern Sierra, a little place called Eagle Lake, and um, hiked in for about four miles. It was brutal. Okay. And in about in that four miles, we did twenty five hundred feet. Wow. Um, it took four hours to get up there with a backpack on, mm. and ninety minutes to get down. <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, but, so uh, was it blazing hot? Because I mean, the West Coast is on fire. For anyone uh, not in this area, that's the beauty of California, man. You, you, you can go to the Bay and escape the heat, or you can go up to the high Sierra, and it'll be like seventy-five all day. Is so, that what it was for you? Pretty much, yeah. It was actually cooler in the day than it was at night because of the winds that they have up there. So huh. it's a good time. Totally disconnected. Was without phone, internet, cellular. From 3.30 on Wednesday until Sunday at around noon when I came back down from the hill. So, You know, it's funny. I, I, uh, that reminds me of the story that I heard at the beginning of the pandemic of the, uh, of the, of the folks that are on submarines, right, who were down in, in submarines before the pandemic hit. And yeah. They had no, no connection to the outside world. So they just came back up, you know, four months into the pandemic. And they're like, what the fuck? Like, 
the world, the whole world changed. Like, that could happen to you. Like you go away in the yeah. seniors, you disconnect, you come back, aliens landed, you know, uh, all kinds of things might've changed. So, and cue, cue dramatic music just for you, Kevin. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. Well, I, I oh. wish I could tell you the pandemic was over, but it's, it appears to, to still be raging uh, in, in most parts of the country. Yeah. Among the unvaccinated. All right, so we've been like seven minutes in this song. Should I jump ahead to someplace? No, that, no, no, let's no, let just, it go. Just let it go. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I think it's, it's, uh, it's comforting. Yeah, it's it's great. So, well, let's talk. Let's switch gears. So, let's talk about the Olympics. I, you know, there was an article in the New York Times over the weekend that got me thinking about the Olympics. And, you know, I've I've never been like a huge Olympics guy. I, I went to I've been to a couple of events. I went to a gymnastics event when I was living in Los Angeles. Uh, in the 80s, I guess this was when it was held in Los Angeles in 84, maybe. Yeah. So I, I was, I, you know, I and every few years, you know, I'll get back into it and I get excited, but I'm not like a, a ultra nationalist. Like I, I, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm rooting for the Americans and I get pumped up, but when it's over, it's over. And, you know, it struck me, this, ar this article I was reading and it was basically saying, do we need the Olympics anymore? Like, are we sure this is a good idea? And it started to break down all the reasons why the Olympics may not be necessary, may be a bad idea, in fact. And it started pointing to all the various issues that the Olympics have had over, uh, over the decades and, and, and very recently as well. And it all struck me as being a big fat PR problem. And so I thought we could talk about the Olympics and the challenges it's got from a um, public relations standpoint and I don't know, you and I maybe decide here on the call today on the pod whether or not the Olympics should continue or, or be dissolved. Yeah, uh, let, let's do that. I mean, I, I have an interesting Olympics experience. Uh, oh, yeah? I've never really been to the Games, but I was living... Uh, Were you in China in, during the Olympics? I, I was living in Beijing Yeah. the night that, Beijing, that the IOC decided that Beijing would host the 2008 Olympics. Okay, so you were there, that would have been like 12 years before that, right? They don't, don't they do that? 2002, like 2003, oh, okay. I think it was. It wasn't that long. Maybe it would, would have been 2001. I can't remember exactly when. Right. But, you know, it's interesting, you know, um, every country, every city does a song and dance for the International Olympic Committee. And, you know, at this time in China, you know, they had just entered the WTO which is the World Trade Organization and allowing opening up trade even more with the country. And for China, it was an opportunity to put a stamp on their presence in the world, moving from, uh, you know, basically a communist country to a communist sort of capitalist country and allowing more foreign investment and foreigners in. But that night when the IOC announced the Beijing would host the Olympics in 2008. Yep. Probably one of the most uh, awesome experiences I've had. That city erupted. Mm. You know, you go to Beijing, it's a pretty busy place. There's people everywhere. But the whole city and basically the whole country came together for the first time. And normally the reserve Chinese that are out there, I mean, people were on bridges hanging, you know, like English punters or mad college football fans from the street lamps and everything, screaming and yelling and saying, yay! It was just one big gigantic party and it was awesome. Um, you know, that's, but, but that's kind of at the root of, of 
this whole issue, right? So I, uh, I, I want to read to you really quickly this excerpt from the Times article. It's actually the lead because it really, it crystallizes what you're saying, right? So, because to your point, you know, everybody, not everybody, lots of countries make a pitch to host the Olympics. They get everybody in the country excited about it. And then they get the Olympics and then the shit hits the fan. So there's, there's this um, passage in this article here. It says, in the middle of the night, nearly two years ago, construction crews gathered near Sensoji, which is Tokyo's oldest Buddhist temple and popular tourist site. The streets were empty, the air was sultry, and the workers hoped it would not rain. Machines rumbled to life. It was a little thing barely noticed, but it was a sign of the sometimes futile and farcical lengths taken to put on the biggest show in sports. And real quickly here, it goes on to say... Uh, more than 1,000 Japanese had died of heat-related causes in July and August of 2018 and 2019, and several Olympic test events in Tokyo had made athletes ill and had scuttled schedules. Drastic measures for the upcoming Olympics were required. Among them was this shiny, sorry, among them was this project, resurfacing the 26.2-mile marathon course with a shiny reflective coating meant to bounce the heat away. It was a small expense for an event that would cost billions, and officials were not entirely sure it would do much good. But inch by inch, with large machines making whooshing noises over several hot August nights, the marathon course was unveiled in a silvery stripe. Two months later, officials moved the marathon course 500 miles north to Sapporo, which has cooler weather. Left behind was the meandering strip near central Tokyo, a marker, uh, a marker of regrettable ideas. So, I mean, I think to me, I thought it was a great job of encapsulating all that's wrong with uh, the idea of, not the idea of the Olympics, but the execution of the games, right? So to your point, like in Beijing, everybody got super excited. Hey, we're going to get the Olympics. We're going to get the Olympics. And uh, more often than not, it turns into a really bad deal for the host country uh, and for, you know, for all the people that are affected by, you know, the event being there. And not to mention, you know, uh, the climate, uh, you know, the environment, um, the athletes, uh, fans. I mean, it, it's uh, the debt. All kinds of problems. The yeah. debt. <laughs> the debt that these the cities debt, incur. Right? Yeah, exactly. So I want to get into that. I thought I thought that would be a cool like because they they clearly have a public relations problem. Whether they care about that problem or not, whether they're incented to do anything about it, uh, I think is what makes maybe the IOC and the Olympics different than a traditional company, which I think would probably look at a bunch of issues like this and especially these days and go, we got to do something. Like we've got a real marketing problem here. We have real public relations issues, but maybe the Olympic games don't, don't feel that way. So first of all, this is the IOC problem, this whole thing. And we're still going through this damn song. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's good. It's Look, I turned it down a little bit to like go through it, but it's like no, no, it, it just let it. <laughs> It'll be the only time we play a twenty-minute song on this baby. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, where is that part that everybody knows? Yeah. It's, it's gotta <laughs> it's be, it's gotta be in there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I should have got the remix. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> you were saying. <laughs> The Olympics, it's an IOC problem, I think, is what you said. Well, the IOC problem is the investment problem, meaning, like, people think that, I think cities are think that it's going to bring so much weight 
and uh, to the image of the city that's hosting it or the country that's hosting it because it's their chance to showcase what they're doing. And that's how Beijing looked at it. Hell, even Atlanta did it in the late 80s. Was it the late 90s? I think it was. 96. Atlanta, yeah, yeah, Atlanta wanted to be seen as a major global city. Um, and, you know, I think I might have worked for Atlanta because nobody paid attention to the powerhouses that were down there, right? So Home Depot, Time War uh, not Warner, but uh, Turner Networks, um, uh, Coca-Cola, et cetera. It actually became a very well-known major city. Is that paying off now in the future? Uh, I don't like know. No. Yeah. Not to you mention, know. like, the thing I think of most when I – just another example of this maybe, but the thing I think of most when I think of the 96 Olympic Games in Atlanta was the uh, – there was a bombing there, right? Like, at the yeah, site was, of the Olympics. Yeah. There was, uh, you know, someone uh, set off a, a pipe bomb, right? There was a whole uh, – actually turned into a TV movie, I think, recently, or maybe a made-for-theaters movie about that recently. But that's what stands out to me. And I think that's, I guess that's my point, is I kind of feel like the Olympic Games, for all the pageantry, for as excited as we get sometimes about a particular athlete, more often than not, the things I associate, I think most people probably associate with these games are the things that have gone wrong uh, or the things that have happened around the games or... Um, you know, the, the problems that the games themselves have caused, well, whether it's a doping scandal or um, some other form of corruption or how it's given a podium and a platform to some dictator uh, or some countries use it to make a political statement. Um, all, all that stuff seems to overshadow the games themselves. Yeah. At least in hindsight. Maybe not. Well, so, so what happens is, is that competition usually comes out of this and overshadows all of the ugliness of the infrastructure that happens, the, 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 the backroom dealing, right. How you got here. So Michael Phelps gets, you know, 10 gold medals at the yeah. event. Right. Or something. And like, yeah. Hey, we did that every four years, you know, but it's, this thing is on repeat now, this sort of corruption kind of, um uh challenge of the merits of the game that has to go up leading up to it and i think that that is our biggest problem and COVID has only made it worse it's almost as if they're forcing these games down our throats despite a global pandemic because it has to happen because the ioc said so we're going to make it happen no matter what it's, um, it's and, like everything else, right? It's the love of money. I, there was a, in the same article, Dave, there was a, a data point, um, according to, uh, according to Jeff Shell, who's the CEO of NBC universal, NBC has sold $1.25 billion in advertising and the Tokyo Olympics could be its most profitable Olympics in the history of the organization. So wait for who's, who's excited about the Olympics this year? It's a great question. Uh, I, you know, it's already started, by the way. I think uh, soccer, I think it was, was it the U.S. women's soccer team? They lost to Sweden, I think. Yeah, my uh, son's all over it. He's watching it now, but okay. that's only because well, he's Maybe that's the audience. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So, I mean, it, what's great is, you know, at least the summer games, it happens during the summer, and people have more time, especially kids, have time to tune in and get excited about athletes and, you know, watch these ads and, and feel good about the country. Um, 
but I, I guess, you know, so, I mean, you, you, hit the, you hit it on the head before, like when you watch Michael Phelps swim and rack up those medals, or you watch one of these track and field athletes, you know, uh, run faster than you ever thought possible. You see, you know, the U.S. men's basketball team dominate, and they're going to get crushed this year, by the way. But you Or know, somebody you, like Usain Bolt, right? Yeah, you know? It's just mesmerizing. Yeah. Right? And, and you really, you get wrapped up. You're like, my God, this is amazing. I've never seen anything like this. And by the way, these athletes are playing for nothing. They're doing this for, you know, I mean, they'll get endorsements before or after or whatever, but they're not, these aren't professional athletes. These are amateurs for the most part, or you know, I guess not entirely, right? Not in the case of yeah. uh, basketball hey, players. Hey, and Kevin, Kevin, yeah. can I pause you for a second? Sure, our, spa, our spa sessions is about to end and I'm going to take off the hot towel <laughs> off my face so we can have a real conversation. Cause that was, Dude, like, is that the original song? Because where is that? I, dun, 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 I, you know? I thought it was in the link that I sent you. Uh, obviously, <laughs> Maybe I picked the wrong one on Apple Music. I don't That's know. That's possible. We apologize yeah. to all the listeners out there. <laughs> that uh, crappy intro music. We'll do better next time. Actually, the outro, I think, is... Uh, I think we ho- I think we got the outro right. So, yeah. Apologies yeah. for uh, screwing that up. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but it was kind of nice having the background music, but yeah, not nice yeah. enough, like you said. Yeah. Um, yeah. I so, feel refreshed. Yeah, there you go. Take that towel <laughs> off, you know, or get that towel and get dressed anyway. I hope you're dressed. <laughs> I, yeah, good, thing, good thing this is audio only. But yeah, I mean, my, my yeah, so we, we get excited. There are a bunch of great things that happen, but, you know, I wanted to, I thought I would throw out a, a couple of the things that this uh, this article mentioned about the games in general. And some of the things that at least certainly influenced the way that um, that I think about the Olympics and in terms of like the, the PR problem that I think they have. So for starters, there was a poll released last week that said 52% of Americans believe the Tokyo games should happen, right? So we got this global pandemic and yet, you know, uh, 52% of Americans think it should happen, which seems like a pretty high number actually, but they asked, the, um, they asked uh, Japanese um citizens, you know, residents of, ja- of Japan, the same question. Only 22% of Japanese uh, respondents felt that the Olympics should happen. Dude, did you, you know what that correlates with? What's that? The percentage of vacu- vaccinations in each country, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably right, 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 right in so the US. If you're vaccinated, you're like, bring it on. And if you're not, like, this is a really shitty idea. Um, it strikes me, I mean, obviously, these Olympic Games were supposed to happen last summer. Right. So they pushed it back thinking, well, things have got to be better in 2021. They're definitely better in 21 than they were in 20, uh, because to your point, we've got a lot of vaccinated people. But, you know, this pandemic is raging uh, and it's bad in countries like Japan that have a large percentage of their population that's unvaccinated. And these games, by the way, are going to be uh, there'll be no fans in the arenas or at the stadium. Yeah, how can you get excited about this? Dude, that's what I'm thinking. Like, you know, there's no fans. This has been the Olympics for me since Beijing. Well, hell, even all the way back to Atlanta, as far as I can remember. No, I'm going to go all the way back to 1984, Los Angeles. Right. The opening ceremony, right? Yeah. That's the most exciting thing. In L.A. in 84, they had some dude in a jetpack fly out of L.A. Coliseum. Rayford you know? Johnson, Rayford Johnson, whom I, whom I know is a friend of, he passed away recently, he was a friend of our family. He climbed, famously climbed the steps at the, uh, at the Coliseum in, in Los Angeles. And, and with the Olympic torch, it was, I mean, how could you not feel good about a moment like that? Right, totally, right? And then Atlanta, Atlanta was a little hokey. <laughs> but right. Beijing tore it up. They had people flying in the air. They had thousand people 
drumming in rhythm, you know, yeah. and they, and you know, it was like full on special effects, pyrotechnics. Even their closing ceremony was great. Like you get excited about watching the ceremony more, and then like it's almost as if, all right. I'm going to watch swimming because nobody ever watches swimming, <laughs> right? For yep. the most part, because that's good. And then maybe you might catch a few games here and there because it's always on. Um, but, but, uh, but, but then again, right? But so now, now there's no ceremony, man. There's no fans. There's no, or maybe they'll do the ceremony without and circumstance, fans. you know? I guess it's all for the TV ad money anyway. And to be honest, like, you know, Major League Baseball here in the States and football, uh, American football and, now, NBA basketball last year played a bunch of games, many games without fans. And if you're at home, you can't really tell the difference, but it's got to feel different for the athletes there. Uh, I, I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine it otherwise, but at least the TV kind of masks some of the, you know, um, some of the problems that, you know, that, that, that the Olympics are clearly facing, right? Like if you're, if you're hosting these games, you're thinking, well, at least we can put this stuff on TV and blast it out to, you know, every country in the world and, and sell a bunch of ads and make it kind of look like things aren't bad when, in fact, you know, only 20% of the country even wants this stuff to happen. So they're able to, to, to kind of hide some of that stuff. Um, yeah, they won't, they, they won't be going out in the streets interviewing people and saying, oh, look how proud these folks are no. hosting the Olympics. No, I don't think so. And, and, you know, again, like just, just looking back, like, so the Olympic games, some of the scandals, some of the things that they've dealt with before people, countries buying votes to, um, to, to get, you know, to win the quote unquote, win the Olympic games. So countries actually like, you know, bribing officials to get the right to host the games. Um, you've got uh, the doping scandals that have happened. Um, you know, I think Russia, there was a, this was in Sochi in, uh, in 2014. Um, you know, the IOC has awarded games to countries with autocratic tendencies like Russia and China. Um, the committee itself is run by this guy named Thomas Bach. There's a follow-up story to the Times article that also ran in the Times a couple of days later about this guy and how he basically just rules this organization, uh, you know, with an iron fist, he's, he's like the Mark Zuckerberg of uh, the Olympics. He's like, it's a one man show. He's, you know, he's got all the power. There's uh, it's a 102 member committee. Most of the people on that committee attain their positions through political and business ties, according to the New York Times. And at least 11 members are, are uh, members of royalty. So, like, I mean, th these guys are kind of and they're all white men, by the way, um, as you would uh I think that's right. Uh, and, and they're just, you know, they kind of put this themselves in this position where um, they can kind of do what they want um, and just kind of ignore the fact that uh, that they've got all these scandals and all these issues. And uh, and again, I think if it was a company, it, it could never get away with that. But for some reason, the Olympics is uh, is able to just kind of brush that stuff aside. Sounds like the least woke organization yeah. <laughs> possible yeah. totally well at least i'm looking at the list at least it's sort of global but maybe you know i'm on a lot of committees and uh usually you don't have that much power <laughs> i mean you can't get all these people to agree upon and so maybe thomas bach has has enough of it so of the so, power there 
so so let's just look at this let's just look at this from a from a PR standpoint because that's what we're doing here right I'm, I, I think they've got a PR problem uh, I it, I would guess that I mean the articles that I've read recently about the Olympics that are happening this summer have overwhelming overwhelmingly been negative I mean you, there are there have been some good stories uh, you know um, athletes that uh, there, I think there was a story uh, in the in the journal recently about uh, an Orthodox Jewish baseball player who went to Yale, worked at Goldman Sachs, kind of was on the fringes of playing professionally and somehow got asked to play with the Israeli baseball team in the Olympics. It's kind of a feel good story. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. So, you know, that, that's a nice, that's a nice bit, but for the most part, the stories I've read about the Olympics this year have been along the same lines. This shouldn't go on. We don't really need this. Why are we doing it? Um, scandal, scandal, scandal. So let me ask you this. Do the Olympics as an organization, given the background, given the history uh, and, and all the things that are being written about plans to do it this year, do they, do they have any incentive to, to change, to try to change perception? Unless we stop watching, they won't change. Yeah. Um, and I think this is the year that I don't think many, as many people will be watching. They have to come back, you know, but let's uh, let's think about the original intent of the game is to be a global game, to bring the world closer together, despite all of the differences that you have, either politically, uh, religiously, you know, or geopolitical, whatever it is. It's about the spirit of competition and human achievement. That's what they that. should be focusing on. Right. But everything else seems to have gotten in the way. Now I don't know if the media has dug into it and said, you know what, let's 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 you know let's see who's behind the curtain here and how this yeah. whole thing operates. Maybe that's what they've been doing. Uh, but you can't have something this big and this huge without uh, having eyes that go beyond just the sports aspect of it. There's a business to be run. There's relationships and deals to be made, uh, and you know. That's where I think the IOC has, has to do a better job of managing that. But mind yeah. you, these these are people in positions of power as well. Like you know, there's counts, there's royalty, there's yeah business people, heads of state. Um, and for a lot of these countries, particularly on the autocratic countries, they're heavily involved from a government level. I think the U.S. Sure. the U.S. is less involved. I mean, they're supportive of it, but it's it's a it's something outside of the government that is not run. Um, although, you know, I'm sure there's, they have their hands involved here and there and support in one way or the other, but mostly it's not something that's run by the government. And I think in China, it's like, they're, you know, oh, that baby is born. We're going to train you to be a gymnast all right. the way uh, until this time. So, well, so, um, so to answer my own question, I, I don't think they do have incentive to change. I really don't. I think if, if all the scandal, all the drama, all the bad press that they've received over the last several years, several decades, if that hasn't been enough to get people to, you know, stop tuning in, stop advertising with NBC, um, what would have to happen? I mean, you think about like how bad would the press have to be before the organization took a look at itself in the mirror and decided we need to do something Differently. Now that might that doesn't necessarily mean they don't want to change perception or improve their PR. Uh, I think any organization that's got a communications 
um, function in it is going to look at some of the press that they've had and some of the issues they've faced and think, how can we, how can we change that narrative? Right. That's going to happen. So what are you going to tell them, Kevin? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think it goes back to what you said before about focusing on the, and I think by the way, they do a pretty good job of this uh, is focusing on the, uh, on the events and the athletes and telling those stories and personalizing those stories. And, you know, they year, year after year, Olympics after Olympics, that's where people get, most excited it's the story about the athlete who came from the you know the broken family who you know they they had no money to train they you know they didn't have the same opportunity that other uh, athletes had or other the, kids the, had. The, the, the jamaican bobsled team the jamaican bobsled team, right? <laughs> yeah. just, it's like against all odds this person or this group of people have have succeeded uh, at yeah. the highest level and so, so, that's, so that's what you do so in pr that's the block and bridge technique that's right Hey, so you guys are corrupt as hell, and uh, you know, and are but did you see that <laughs> Did you see the Jamaican bobsled team? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and, yeah. and they and it works because inevitably, and and really without any um, manufacturing necessary, there's always some someone or some people at at the event at, at the Olympics that stand out for that reason. That just by themselves just create these amazing stories, and. So no matter how bad things look, I guess, going in or, um, you know, even after the fact, like they can still point to the, you know, these amazing accomplishments. The, the spirit of competition, right? The, and just, and what these the people human. were able to do. Yeah. It's like, oh my yeah. God, you know, and it, and it launches careers. I mean, Simone Biles is a, uh, you know, is a great example, right? She's, I think, considered the most successful, most uh, celebrated, um, you know, women's uh, gymnast in history at this point. She's everywhere. Yeah, if you see her do that flip, double it was twist, incredible. Half I, I saw, turn, whatever you like. I had to watch that a few times. I don't. I'm not. I you know. I'm, as I've discussed on this pod ad nauseum, I don't watch. I'm not on social media a lot, but I saw that on like my Twitter feed at some point. I swear to God, how did she flip, get up in the air, and then keep <laughs> going? Like hit another gear. And there, and therein, li therein lies your de uh, deflection, right? You look at that, and you're like, "What corruption, <laughs> right?" You know, like you're you, willing to overlook it, or you're willing yeah. to decide for the for the moment anyway. And that's why I don't think they'll change. But it would be nice for them, uh, for, for the IOC to, well, to, you know, to acknowledge I, it a little bit. More, I'll tell you what so. might cause some some changes. I I do wonder at some point that I don't know if it was in the same Times article or if I read it somewhere else, but what happens to the IOC if countries stop bidding to host it, to host the games? What if the countries, what if all, you know, what if, what if a lot of the more progressive countries or, you know, I don't know who makes this decision, but what, what if, you know, a variety of countries in the world decided, you know what, this is just a bad idea. Like we're going to put a bunch, a bunch of money into infrastructure. Um, it's going to, you know, it, it's going to destroy the climate. It's going we're going to end up in debt. We're going to have all these yeah. stadiums that aren't used after the fact, like maybe we won't bid on this thing. Yeah. That maybe awesome change. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they won't, but a lot of countries use it as a sense of pride. Uh, and then they also use it to actually improve infrastructure. Or they attempt to do that. Brazil tried to do that. To that some didn't effect. work out though. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't think that like, worked out very well. Because you still have to manage it and govern it and like, you know, deliver on it. And then and there's, like, you know, there's corruption. Wishing to do it. That process yeah. Too, yeah. yeah. Right? The, the contractors working on these jobs and, you know, and, and they kind of 
cobble these stadiums together and these yeah, pouring like neighborhoods and substandard cement into a column. <laughs> totally. You know, and then you've got the, the fans that come out to watch these things. And I, I remember reading stories about the Rio games and like people are getting mugged and robbed and shot outside these stadiums because, you know, there's just not enough uh, security presence and because they're just thrown up in these neighborhoods that, that didn't previously weren't prepared for this kind of activity. Uh, but I do wonder if, if at some point, you know, all the countries, you know, or many of the countries decided, you know, this just isn't a great idea. Or, yeah. and maybe, maybe they decide to have the games. I, I read this somewhere, just, you know, pick one location and just the games are always there, right? The games are always in Beijing. The games are always in Rio. So then you don't should be in like Greece this, where they started. Totally, right? right? And then you don't constantly have this development and this, um, you know, this, this footprint on these, um, on these countries and communities that, you know, too often turn out to uh, to be for the worse. My vote is for Greece. Okay, <laughs> I've never been. Yeah, so I mean, that'd be a good reason to travel there. <laughs> yeah. um, so I think we've settled nothing. But I, I would say that, <laughs> I would say this: they, they, the, the Olympics definitely have a PR problem. They do. They do. They uh, the, the the Olympics does not have a PR problem. The IOC has a okay. PR problem. The games itself don't necessarily have a PR problem. Good point. Good distinction. And, yeah. and uh, I think, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens here. Like, there's nobody in Tokyo outside of the athletes that can get in, and some of them are dropping like flies because they're testing, like, for yeah. COVID all the time. Um, let, let's see how this turns out, right? <laughs> I mean, hey, the games are going on for a couple weeks. If there's anyone listening to this pod that, that has worked with the IOC or uh, with a – marketing partner uh, for the games and wants to come on and kind of explain the approach that the Olympics has taken uh, to public relations in, in past games, we'd love to hear it. So uh, yeah, reach out yeah. to us, let us know. Cause I think, I, I think it's a, I think it's a fascinating subject. Again, I, the thing that strikes me the most is that if, if it was an organization or a person that had experienced so much scandal and so much bad press, it, it would never survive. It's just, it's impossible. I can't think of another I can't think of an example of a company that has experienced that, that would have gone through so much, had so much bad press and just keeps on trucking. Like it, it just, you know, so what just kind of brushes it off. I, I it's really, it's a remarkable thing. <clears throat> yeah. You know, I was just thinking, you know, when we had Sarah on the show last week, uh, she was talking about athletes and money. Yep. There's just so much money involved in this whole thing that they just keep trucking, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, the games must go on yeah. kind of thing. So yeah, yeah exactly. So speaking uh, of games. Yeah, I was going to say it's a good segue, right? So um, I came up with another half-ass stupid game that we can play here where uh, that maybe that might be fun for a couple minutes uh, and it's the <laughs> Olympic theme. So what I did was I went and took a look at all the uh, Olympic events and uh, and I picked a handful of them and I tried to put like a PR spin on them. And then I found, I'll explain more about this in a second. And I found like stories that go with, um, each of these events, like headlines from the news that go with each of these events. And then we'll pick like the, the gold, silver and bronze winners of each of these stories for each of these events. So that's, that's the game that we're going to try to play. And we have categories. Of we do. Yeah, the different, exactly. So for example, like, let's start with this one. We're going to go with archery. 
<clears throat> which uh, do you, do you watch archery when you? You know, I feel like I have. I think it's a kind of kind of a cool sport. Like my my middle kid Carrie got uh, into shooting bows and arrows in the you know 2020 summer pandemic time. We had a we bought one of those like hay hay stacks or whatever, and he was firing. He was actually he was actually like. Um, whittling his own bow and arrow for a while I think yeah, yeah so that's there's that but yeah archery in the olympics is something i think is is kind of interesting so but i haven't really watched it do you, do you are you into I, dude like you know when do i watch it i watch yeah. it at like prime time and they're showing track and field or swimming right. at prime they're never showing archery so you got to be up at two in the morning to watch why archery why do we have archery in 2021 like nobody's <laughs> out there like shooting because these are classic sports right these are the things that have have you know these are well they keep adding stuff all the time like what the hell is surfing on there for right yeah you rhythmic know? swimming or like you know like rhythmic gymnastics <laughs> like we don't need like archery just that seems like so archaic like yeah anyway so we got archery so i thought we'd do a, a, a bit here on archery and organizations and people that have shot themselves in the foot with bad PR. So that's the that's the spin on archery. So I picked three stories. Okay, the first one is Fox implements a vaccination passport while its hosts discredit vaccines. You've probably seen this story. It's been Fox News story. says you got to yeah. have you got to be vaccinated before you get in here. But then but the, the hosts get on the show and they're like, "That vaccine is bullshit, man! Don't take that thing." <laughs> So that's why they're the know, government's going to come control you with the vaccine. Exactly. Yeah. Bill Gates has got all your information now. So, so yeah. that's, that's an example of, uh, of an organization shooting itself in the foot. Another one is uh, the U S uh, a U.S. women's gymnast tested positive for COVID um, super bummer. I guess that's an example of her shooting herself in the foot. And then there was this, gr- I don't know. I, I don't know if this is a great story. A man, uh, proposed to his wife at a baseball game. You've probably seen this before, right? It ends up yeah. on the Jumbotron or whatever. And he's proposing to his wife on the baseball, during the baseball game. They're, they, they put it on the Jumbotron or whatever. And she sees the proposal and she takes off. She's like, I don't want anything to do with this guy. I'm out of here. So that's definitely an example of a guy shooting himself in the foot. So that's those are our three candidates for gold, silver, and bronze uh, medals in the archery category, Dave. I'm going to let you take that one. All right, so the bronze is going to go to the U.S. gymnast. Yeah. Uh, women's gymnast testing positive. Okay. And you know what? This was a neck and neck race. Wow. Uh, between the silver and gold. Okay. Because <laughs> I saw that video of that guy proposing, game caught yeah. on, you know, where he proposed. It was a minor league game back east or whatever. Right. And he bent down uh, on his knee above the dugout where the whole fan, everybody could see him. They go crazy. They yeah. go crazy. He bends down on one knee, and usually it's a happy ending. But this was not. He ran the other way. <laughs> Took off. <laughs> best, man. I mean, that is a disaster. So who are you giving the gold to? Uh, I'm going to give it to Fox. Yeah. No, I got to give it to Fox News. I mean, come on. Like, how can you do this? How can you allow this to happen? That's embarrassing, right? Yeah, I mean, it just goes. it shows the hypocrisy there. So... Um, and then the, right. the failed marriage gets gets the gets the, uh, it's the silver silver, silver okay. yeah. I think that's fine. All right, let's move on to our next category. We're going with Taekwondo. Uh, and now I never watched Taekwondo on, on the Olympics. Like I think I would though. I think if that came on, I would watch it. I think that would. I don't, I don't understand it. They like they kind of go at it, or they and then and then they get points, and that right. 
like and then the, are there out of bounds or something like that too? I think, or, uh, I've seen this I've seen the movie The Karate Kid. I know that's a different a, a different sport somewhat, but I, I think it is a point system. I love the hand-to-hand combat idea. I think that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, so for, for this this category, we're gonna go organizations and people that shot other people in the foot with their PR. But they shot that, other people. Yeah, instead of shooting themselves in the foot like Fox did, we're gonna look for uh, story examples of stories where people shot. Uh, organization people shot other people in the foot with their PR. Okay, so go. Here, here are your uh, contestants. Contestants now are, I guess, you know, uh, what would you call them? Like, uh, not candidates, but yeah, I guess contestants is fine. No, they're, um, well, they would be athletes in the games. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, what do we call them? Contestants. Let's know. call them contestants, contestants right? right? Yeah, here are yeah. the contestants. Here's, here's the guys, you can, the, the stories you can choose from. First one Craigslist ad seeks date to wedding for needy mother-in-law. So this woman, I read this story, it's a fascinating story. This woman puts an ad on Craigslist and says, I'm getting married. Uh, my mother-in-law is gonna, my future mother-in-law is gonna be at the event and she's kind of a needy person. I, I wanna find a date for her. Like she's kind of a, a piece of work, like she's hard to handle. Dude, like I'm, I'm reading the ad right now. It says she yeah. needs constant attention and supervision. Exactly. She will, probably, she will probably wear white and try to escalate small dramas. Your job is simply to distract and de-escalate. Yeah. Flatter her for two days and make an easy thousand bucks. <laughs> two-day two wedding? Like, who's having a two-day wedding? Well, you got to arrive for the dinner, and then oh, you got to okay. do the wedding, right? You know, you got to do the whole thing. So Right. So clearly this woman shot her mother-in-law in the foot with, with that PR, right? Like, that, wow. That's a, that's a classic example. Um, second one is South Korea created its own Olympic food program. So I think they took a look at the menu that the uh, Japanese hosts were offering were like, nope, not interested. Don't like it. Uh, your food sucks or, or whatever they said. Uh, and they, they opted out. So I think that's another, it's a slam, right? So they, they may eat contaminated ingredients from Fukushima, which was, which got the, uh, that tsunami a while back when that major earthquake came in. So they think they're, it's like nuclear waste food. Yeah. <laughs> Which could be bad sushi. Who knows, right? You it know? might not might not go down. Look, you, you're you're there to compete at the highest level. You can't be, uh, you know, you can't be eating a nuclear uh, contaminated food. It seems like a pretty good idea, but uh, yeah, that's definitely an example of South Korea shooting uh, <laughs> the Japanese uh, hosts in the foot. Yeah. So there's that one, and then uh, and I'm going to bring this back, Dave. The woman who ran away from the proposal at the baseball game. She's back on our list. It's the flip side, right? So she's like. You know, she's shooting the, the, you know, her boyfriend in the foot. She's going, I, I don't, I'm not interested in the proposal. I'm out of here. So I think she's, uh, she's a contestant in this category. She's taking the gold in this one, I think. Okay, okay. Right, because yeah. she came really close. And so she's one of those multi-athletes. They, they run the 100 meter and, and the baton, re the 400 meter. Right. So she could, sure. she could do that. So. That's, that's a good spin. I like that. Yeah. So uh, yeah. yeah, and then the the, okay. the needy mother-in-law, they're, they're, they're going to take the – that's crazy. I never heard of that before. So she's like, getting the silver? Is that story getting the silver? Silver, silver. Okay. And then the South Korea one, that, that's just messed up. South Korea and Japan have a long sort of history about going to war and hating each other. And right. That's just fucked up. <laughs> no, that, that is. But it's it's definitely a slap, right? I mean, yeah. They're like, uh, we're just gonna, we're gonna, we're getting back at you for some, some <laughs> yeah, old, yeah, age old issue. All right, so let's go on to the next category. Uh, it's surfing, Dave, and uh, 
Nobody watches surfing at the Olympics. I didn't even know. Like, who does this? What are they going to surf? Like, does Japan have like coastlines? I I don't know. But it's it's an Olympic event this year, and so our our subject today is going to be organizations and people that are riding someone else's good or bad PR waves. Right? Someone else's PR waves. Well, what is it? What's what's an example of that? Okay, so I'm going to tell you. So the first one is. where did I see this story? Let me click on this here. Oh, this was in, in Insider, right? So this is uh, a Starbucks worker lamented a 22 drink order in a viral TikTok video. Quote, I guess Karen's little sister ordered, ordered today. So like you probably have more experiences with this than I do, but if you go into the Starbucks and someone in front of you orders 22 drinks, you know, and, and probably, you know, in kind of like a, a bitchy way, like you're going to look at that and go, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Like, so, so, you know, I think this, uh, this person who posted this TikTok is, uh, is riding this, uh, Karen's, yeah, that, this was bad way. That, that's, that's why I stick to black drip coffee, dude. So like, Keep it simple. Yeah. Get you don't, want to, up, you don't yeah. want to end up on somebody's TikTok, uh, yeah. feed. Yeah, it's good. Good call. Um, another uh, example of, uh, an organization that rode someone's good or bad PR waves, Trump's business hauled in $2 billion while he was president. So the, the, the business is riding Trump's presidency wave. Um, I guess I'm not surprised to hear that. Uh, I assume that was going on all along, but $2 billion in four years, uh, that's that's not bad. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're speechless. Yeah, you know, just... Sure. Why not? (laughs) Good. Uh, Enough said. Uh, And the last opportunity, the last candidate here is Massachusetts restaurant closes for day of kindness in response to mean patrons. I think that's a great story because so, so this is a little diner or something in in some podunk uh, Massachusetts town in Brewster, Brewster, Massachusetts basically said, Hey, you know, we got a bunch of people that came into the restaurant yesterday and they were rude to our workers who are doing the best they can. And the restaurant said, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna, uh, it's a PR opportunity here. We're gonna shut the restaurant down the next day for what we're gonna call a day of kindness to say, hey, you know what? If you're gonna come to the restaurant and just in general as a human being, be nice. Not so hard, be nice. Gold medal, gold medal. Gold medal, right? Yeah, gold medal to them. Cause you know, you hear about the airlines and people being rude on airlines and (laughs) you know, and, you know, everybody's coming back to try to get back to normal, but some people, you can't get back to normal because it's hard to find work. And Right. Go go Massachusetts restaurant. What is the name of that restaurant, actually? So uh, that's a good question. Let's give that guys, those guys a plug. Uh, so the, uh, the Castellano family. Here it is, the Apt Cape Cod. There you go. If you're yeah. in Cape Cod, go to the Apt and... Exactly. Be nice to them. Be nice. <laughs> Be nice. Yeah, because they call yeah, yeah, of kindness. That's right. Yeah, you know, I find myself actually being way more patient at restaurants these days, just knowing what's going on and yep. tipping a little bit more. Um, Not a bad idea. Yeah. So they get the gold. Who gets the silver and the bronze in that category? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I get- 22 drinks. Who orders 22 Starbucks? You got to be having Karen's little sister. Karen's <laughs> little sister. I mean, what kind of, that's just a jerk move, right? You uh, I'll, g- I'll give them, I'll give them the silver. And I think that's a good call. Yeah. The bronze, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. 
It goes, you give Trump the bronze, go with his bronze and cream. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, let's go to the next category. We're going to call this one rhythmic gymnastics. Again, this is an actual Olympic uh, event this year, um, rhythmic gymnastics. So we're going to identify um, organizations and people that are, quote, grooving with good PR. All right, grooving with, uh, with good PR. So there was a, a, um, a professional a hockey um, prospect, you know, a prospective professional hockey player who came out this week as gay. So, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's grooving with good PR. He's like, you know, I'm going to let people know who I am and, and how I feel. So that's a good story. Um, oh, this one's, I guess, less good. This is, I don't know how I got this on the list here. This is a mistake, but Shakari Richardson suspended for marijuana use. I guess she was grooving because she was high. That's dope, man. <laughs> yeah, okay. you know, that's why she's on the list. She's grooving because Snoop, was... Snoop grooves all the time. He's that's high right. all the time. <laughs> Exactly. So that's a good story, I guess, not necessarily for her, but you know what? It kind of gave her a little bit of a platform, right? Maybe she got a little bit of a boost out of that. Maybe there'll be, I don't know, marijuana is legal here in, in California. Maybe she'll get a, uh, you know, a, a deal out of that somehow. She could, she could uh, promote plenty of pot companies out there these days. So no doubt, no doubt. Right. The other one, the other opportunity here, Dave, is LeBron uh, James who launched, uh, you know, the movie uh, Space Jam 2 came out uh last week i think it was and it made like i think it was like 30 million the first weekend or something which i guess was more than they expected and he quote dunked on the haters uh who were hating on the movie or hating on his idea for doing on the movie on twitter i think he said like hi haters 30 million bucks the first weekend or something like that so he's definitely grooving with good pr even though he wasn't in the nba finals this week yeah, you know what? My kids hated that movie. They said it was lame. They said LeBron oh, really? can't act. Yeah, I didn't see it. Yeah. But they're like, no, it's not as good as the original. So, okay. Okay. so well, am I giving a gold here for somebody who's doing good? or Yeah, somebody that's, somebody that's grooving with good PR. Dave, who so the NHL prospect gets the gold. Okay. Shikari Richardson gets the silver and LeBron gets the, the bronze because his movie sucked according to my kids. You just don't like LeBron because he's a Laker. Is that what it is? Is there some Laker hating going on there? You know, no. <laughs> All right, just, just I'm just, mad at him for um, swatting that thing from Andre Iguodala in oh, the 2016-17 yeah. finals when they came back. 2018, yeah, right. that was not that was not cool, and I they still show you, that on highlights, and I'm like, no, they do. I don't that's like a, it. That's, a, that's an iconic moment. You know, I read uh, or heard actually on the radio to say that LeBron became the first athlete to earn. I think it was like this week for some reason, like he earned uh, a total of a, he's earned a total of a billion dollars in, uh, in compensation, not, you know, kind of excluding, I think his, uh, his various other business endeavors, but just strictly in terms of money that he's made for doing his actual job and finally hit the billion dollar mark. Oh, oh you mean for being an, an NBA player? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. I think that's right. Because it can't be a billion for something else. Cause Michael Jordan has that dude. Like how many yeah. shoes has that guy sold? Yeah, a lot. Well, I bought I bought a lot of them myself. So, um, all right. So let's move on to the last category. Uh, thankfully, uh, this one is, this one is this one's rowing. Uh, organizations and people that are working nicely together on PR. Oh, well, that's a nice tie-in, Kevin. Yeah, thank yeah, you. very good, very good. I I, 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 I I like I actually like to watch rowing. And have you ever tried it, by the way? The what? Oh, rowing. rowing. Uh, yeah. I can't. Watch that. That's too slow. You no, really no, no, they watch? go fast. No, have you tried to actually row as a team? Oh, God, no, man. I don't, I'm not strong enough to do 
It is one of the most difficult things you could possibly do. I tried one of those rowing machines. I tried one of those rowing machines. Well, you know how hard the rowing machine is at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try doing that in the damn water with the wind. <laughs> you know, I, Synchronize I with that, other people. It's I hard. Got on a paddleboard. I got on a paddleboard last week for like two hours. Oh, I'm gonna stand up and float in the water and push it along. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you what. I was sore. It was hard, man. I, you know, <laughs> I in shape, but it ain't rowing, dude. It it's ain't not. rowing. Synchronizes the team. You're right. So. <laughs> Try these stories on for size. There's three women who realized they were uh, all had the same boyfriend. The boyfriend was dude, I, all, all of them. Oh, that's a story. No, you know where I saw this last yeah. night, like at the end of the day, where I watched a show I haven't watched in forever. Okay. Inside Edition, dude. It is a, oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah. trashy news channel, man. Yeah. And yeah, these girls sure. were on there. So, okay. They, they three like, women. They, yeah. yeah. They were, they, they had the, they didn't know each other. No. The same boyfriend was cheating on all of them. And somehow right. they all figured it out. Yeah. Told the boyfriend goodbye. Yeah. And rather yeah. than name him, they got together and are traveling on a road trip together, right? That's to talk awesome. about, you know, that you can come together. Like, yeah, that's pretty cool. That that's um, how you work nicely together on PR. That yeah. is the definition. What a great, yeah. what a great yeah. by these women. Super smart. All right. So that's oh, one of the, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Dog stuck between concrete walls for five days, saved by firefighters. I mean, it doesn't also, get any better than that. It doesn't get any better than that. Also on last night's Inside Edition. No way. Hey, yes, he was. Two, two, two series in a row. Wow. <laughs> wow. I think yeah. that's a great story. I mean, and I, I heard, he was like. You know, I never found out. How did the dog get in the wall? I don't know. You know they didn't I, say I, that. I didn't catch yeah. that part of the story. He was probably looking for a bone or something. He's chasing his tail. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, last one. This is a good one for me. Ms. Pac-Man. The, you remember Ms. Pac-Man? She says no to drunk game operators. So like, this is an onion story, of course, but uh, you, know, <laughs> you know, you know, like, uh, can you imagine like Ms. Pac-Man going, oh man, this guy is like driving me into those monsters like at every turn, like, he's not even trying to win. That guy is hammered. I can tell he's not even paying attention. He's on his phone at the same time he's playing this game. So Ms. Pac-Man said no to the drunk <laughs> game operator. No. Said, no, stop, that's enough. So that, that's some pretty good PR for Ms. Pac-Man, I think. I'm going to give the gold to the women who okay. uh, they, they, they pulled it off together. Uh, the dog and the firemen, the firefighters. I think it was a woman that actually pulled them out. Firewoman pulled them out because I saw it on the inside. The tissue. Um, nice. And then Miss uh, Pac-Man, <laughs> whatever, dude. <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah, I, I, I was really, I was like uh, pulling these headlines, David. That was the last <laughs> I just I need to look for this spot. So that's yeah. how we ended up there. Um, all right, man. So that's the Olympic Games. Oh, we, you want to do uh, a little rep fire refer here before we start? Yeah, man. Let's get out of here. <laughs> okay. Let's get out of here. That's a good call. So the uh, the candidates this week are for rep firing and referring are the <coughs> International Olympic Committee, the IOC, <coughs> Chicago, whose issues we've uh, we've uh, spent the last. Shikari Richardson. Yep. Yep. Shikari Richardson, who got uh, suspended for the marijuana use, and uh, and, and and Japan. Japan is so, third uh, third candidate. Kevin, I want to give these to you actually. Oh, to me. You you put a lot of thought into this this week. Oh yeah, clearly. Uh, clearly. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, I'm uh, gonna get. I, I think I'm gonna be aligned with you on this. Okay, so I'm I'm definitely going to rep Shikari Richardson. I think you know, despite the fact she has to miss the Olympics, there's uh, innumerable innumerable opportunities for her in the business world and maybe in future Olympic games and. 
frankly, I'm a little disturbed that, you know, marijuana use uh, is still grounds for booting somebody out of the Olympics. It seems ridiculous at this point. The NBA, Major League Baseball, the NFL, they basically all said, we don't care if our athletes use or smoke pot. So I can't even believe she got booted for that. Uh, I'm glad she got a platform now to, to you know, to show herself. And uh, I'd, I'd be happy to represent her. She seems, uh, first of all, she's an amazing athlete, right? And, and then she's fast, fast, super really fast. fast. That cool hair. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm all in yeah. on Shari Richardson. Um, Japan, I'm, I'm going to refer them because honestly, it's a tough, tough deal, right? Like they, they probably should have canceled the games this year. You, you, yeah, you should, you should um, refer them to some public affairs group. Totally, right? <laughs> I mean, it's not their fault. Like they, they look. We talked about this before. They, they bid on these Olympics probably a decade ago, right? Who knew the pandemic? Who knew the coronavirus was coming? Yeah, it sucks All for of a sudden, it's just yeah. bad. It's just bad timing. It's not their fault. So, but I don't want to touch it. I mean, I, I, I refer that, Dave. I'd probably call you and be like, Dave, you want to take this one because I'm out. Well, I would. I was actually going to rep Japan. Uh, oh, you were. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because of the culture and the country and the food. Really? Totally. Like, I'm yeah. in on all that stuff. I'm in, yeah. on, I'm in on Japan. I just think bad timing, and I kind of don't want to touch it right now. Well, the, the um, last Olympics, my wife and I said we're going to sign up for the 2020 Olympics. We're going to go. Wow. Because we wanted to go to Japan, and then it was the Olympics, and obviously that didn't happen. Yeah. So. yeah. I, I hear you can still get tickets, Dave, if you want to head out. <laughs> I wouldn't advise it, but uh, and then I'm firing the IOC. Hell yeah, I'll fire the IOC. Right? I, you know, and honestly, man, I I really hope that international like, Olympic corruption is what it stands yes, for. I really hope that some I, by some miracle, you know, they get introspective over there and go, you know what, we gotta change this thing, man, because it just there's too much bad shit associated with the Olympics at this point, and it really turns me off. And I'll still watch because I still, as we talked about, get excited by some of these athletes and their stories but you know the whole backstory and all the controversy i think it's it muddies the water for me so i'm firing those assholes yeah okay that's what's happening well the olympics start tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> on that note don't forget to tune in yeah right we'll see who watches it i don't know what it's gonna look like yeah. we're back next week kevin are we back next week I think so. Uh, yeah, we're back next week, and then we're on, yeah. on and then we're back for good. Oh yeah, yeah. We have a guest um, next week. I don't know if we should get. We one. might. We might have one. We might have one. I have okay. somebody in mind. Good. Um, and then we'll we'll bring it on. But I. Oh, Kevin, weren't we supposed to bring our kids on the show? I think next week we should do our kids. Oh, you want to do that? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's oh, do I got it. Some good, got some good kids stories. Yeah. Yeah. That, that'll work. All right, well, yeah. let's roll out of here then. Let's let's play our outro music. Hopefully it, it actually... Hopefully it ain't like some spa music. So we'll see yeah. you guys next week. All right. I paid my dues Time after time I've done my sentence But committed no crime And bad mistakes I've made a few I've had my shit